This podcast was created as a part of Podcast Lab by India Film Project in association with Anchor by Spotify. For the large part, the stereotype is that women should not initiate or make the first move, mm. or that women are slut shamed if they seem to know about sex or seem to like sex. I mean, just as a woman to say I like sex or I masturbate mm. out loud. Mm. public is still something that not most I mean, you know you would be shamed or judged or called names if you said those types of things hello everyone this is dr ash thank you for tuning into guy from gaina today's guest is someone i truly admire and can't wait to have this conversation with she's been doing groundbreaking stuff regarding sex and sexuality conversations a winner of the digital women's award 2020 She's been speaking on normalizing talks around sexual liberation, about breaking taboos, and has been vocal about pleasures for vulva owners. Please welcome the sex positivity queen, none other than Lisa Mangaldas. Thank you so much for having me and for that very generous introduction. Thank you. I thank you for giving me this opportunity. It's great sitting with an expert, someone who has dedicated her time, her mind, and her life in helping people live more meaningful lives. through art and science thank you so tell me about your journey how has it been for you we both know how difficult it is to speak about or understand sex positivity in a country like india you've been talking about the pleasures of vulva owners which is hardly been valued by the society i mean i think it's you know even though we've made some progress i would say globally still sex is largely presented as this heterosexual act only between a man and a woman and ideally only within a marriage and ideally only for the purposes of reproduction and that paradigm still informs how young people are taught about sex if they are taught about sex at all for example even in a biology lesson when your teachers kind of reach the reproductive system chapter you know you'll see some sort of diagram of the penis and the testes and learn about sperm and so you're going to learn about erection and ejaculation but you only see the ovaries and the uterus and you know the internal reproductive organs when it comes to the female reproductive system there's no mention of the external genitals no mention of the clitoris because i mean we we, we receive this message from a young age right firstly that gender is necessarily binary we only talk in terms of male and female men and women and secondly that sex is something that women participate in to become mothers not to have orgasms mm-hmm. that is not accurate at all that isn't accurate of this very sort of wonderfully diverse spectrum of identities and experiences women beings are capable of all sex is mm-hmm. not heterosexual all sex is not penis and vagina penetration and surely all people regardless of their gender or genitals deserve access to pleasure if they so choose sex positivity is not telling people you know you should go out and have as much sex as you can with as many people as you can no Correct. sex positivity is simply removing shame and judgment from the way that you view sex so you can be sex positive and asexual just if you never want to have sex also you can still be sex positive and you can have sex with a lot of people and still be sex negative i feel like people often misconstrue sex positivity as some sort of like libertine sort of yeah. like as if to have lots of sex in order yeah. to be sex positive it's not what i'm saying i mean it's a personal choice i am not here to give you instructions on how to conduct your sex life we're only saying let's take the judgment and shame out of it let's create information and knowledge about all 
the various possibilities rather than only this like heteronormative, very mm-hmm. uh, men's pleasure oriented approach to sex that the mainstream discourse has, right? Exactly. So I feel like, um, because the funny thing is, even though women are shamed for having sex, they're also shamed for not wanting to have sex. You know, mm. it's like there's no winning here. So I feel like we need to get all of that out. Like, I think it's really important to talk about pleasure and the pleasure of violence because it's not talked about enough. But if someone out there is not interested in exploring self-pleasure or not particularly interested in sex, that's fine too. You know what I mean? I want to just put that out there. It's about making choices that, that feel true to you, that feel good for you. You know, whatever it is, I feel like we need to empower and enable conversations around sexuality, sex, pleasure, identity that allow for people to do the things that feel truest to them as opposed to prescribing what they should do. Yeah, it's not like a prescription or a mandatory rule book which has to be followed because it has always been done. You have to understand that what works for you, what pleases your body, suits your sex life. And you have to share this with your partner to enjoy it even better. Yeah, exactly. I think the sad thing is that so many aspects of sexuality, the information, and even your own bodily autonomy, especially for women and other genders marginalized by the patriarchy, like we kind of have been denied bodily autonomy. You are not the person who gets to make the decisions about your body, even your reproductive health and rights. I mean, even, um, you know, those types of things which you should be able to make choices for yourself still remain things that whether it's family whether it's the law whether it's i mean from facts like marital rape being legal from things like having to have a doctor's approval before being able to mm-hmm. access abortion you know all of these things the rights are not with the vulva owner ever it's always been a patriarchal society with its own set of rules and laws and sex is always viewed from the point of view of a penis owner rather than having any concern about the vulva owner be it movies or maybe mainstream literature, sex is most often not seen from any other dimension. If you see or hear about, sex is only when the male partner or the penis owner has an orgasm and not much importance is given to note whether the other partner is satisfied and that's the end of the act with no discussions or significance to the orgasms of a vulva owner. Yeah, I mean, largely that remains the framework that sex is penis and vagina, that sex equals penetration and that erection, penetration, ejaculation and it's over is the way sex is meant to proceed. We're still sort of made to think that women are to be reluctant participants and sort of passive participants. Still, I feel like for the large part, the stereotype is that women should not initiate or make the first move mm. or that women are slut-shamed if they seem to know about sex or seem to like sex. I mean, just as a woman to say, I like sex or I masturbate mm. out loud mm. and in public is still something that not most, I mean, you know, you would be shamed or judged or called names if you said those types of things, right? Yeah. So I feel like it's a double whammy. On the one hand, Sex is presented as this thing that, you know, in the dominant discourse, as if it's only the penis owner's pleasure that matters. And then on the other hand, if a woman dares to consider her own pleasure or be vocal about it, she's going to be slut shamed. Yeah. So, even the women who do have, um, who do enjoy or have discovered their pleasure or whatever it is, they can't talk about it because they're going to be shamed if they talk about it. First, they shouldn't be wanting it, then they shouldn't be talking about it. Yeah. There's this culture of shame and silence, I feel, around women's pleasure and around the vulva. Uh, and the and also around queer pleasure and all kinds of non-heteronormative relationships and yeah. sexuality as well. I think as a cis woman, I am often talking about women's kind of the issues that are particularly relevant to women. But I think it's so important 
to 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 yeah. learn more yeah. about and expand my own understanding of because I think it's the same force. The patriarchy right. is the same force that actually oppresses all kinds of identities, right? And if you want to try and target equality mm-hmm. of one sort, actually you really need to be advocating for Everyone all types of equality. Yeah. And it makes me realize actually that like even my own ideas of heterosexuality, my own I don't know self perception of womanhood or the fact that I think I'm heterosexual like a lot of how much of that is really reflective of who I truly am and how much of that is just the result of conditioning mm-hmm. like so many of the, the ideas we think we have as adults are actually planted for us yeah also in a heterosexual society where sex is purely viewed as a physical phenomenon a vulva owner's orgasm is either considered very difficult or not of any prominence while it still is shrouded in a mystery there are tons of delusions and misconceptions around it too exactly exactly i think it's unfortunate that women's pleasure is presented as difficult i think for mainstream media whether women's magazines or sex advice books types of things or whatever it is i mean i feel like up until relatively recently it was commonplace for pop cultural advice around sex make this sort of claim that like women's orgasms are difficult and like hmm. You know, it is. It takes longer for women. It's just harder for women. That's just the way it is. Women's orgasms are complicated, mysterious, elusive. You know, we're taught this uh, kind of like idea that sex for us is normally just not going to be pleasurable. That's just the way it is. It's you know too much to ask for your pleasure. That's actually very inaccurate, and it comes from thinking that sex for vulva owners. operates in exactly the same way as sex for penis owners because exactly. you know penetration might not be the most reliable way for mm. a vulva owner to orgasm yeah. but that doesn't mean vulva owners orgasms are very difficult or, the, or inherently complicated i mean studies have shown that most or the majority of vulva owners require some amount of external clitoral okay. stimulation either alone or with penetration but some amount of external clitoral stimulation in order to experience orgasm now most heterosexual sex the way we're taught about it as i said even in biology lesson in school you never hear about the clitoris right yeah. exactly what works for the penis owner should work for the vulva owner mm-hmm. clitoral stimulation is the most reliable route to orgasm for most vulva owners of course there are some vulva owners who might not experience orgasm this way or who might prefer other forms of stimulation yeah. but this is what studies suggest about the vast majority right and unfortunately the clitoris has been neglected in the ways that we view mm. heterosexual sex for the most part right it's still very penetration centric um and i think what can be really helpful to know a lot of fun fact that most people i think don't know is that actually analogous organ to the penis is not the vagina but rather the clitoris like during the, the development yeah. of a fetus the same tissue the genital tubercle becomes yeah. either a penis or a clitoris you are absolutely right so while in the embryonic stage the genital is undifferentiated and has a genital fold a genital swelling and a genital tubercle like you very rightly pointed out the genital tubercle in a male develops into the glans penis and in the female fetus it develops into a clitoris exactly there's so many ways actually these two organs have a lot of similarities right there's like the hood of the clitoris there's the foreskin of the penis each of them has a head and a shaft and just as focus and deliberate stimulation of the penis is required for an orgasm 
similarly, focused and deliberate stimulation of the clitoris is likely to result in an orgasm. So suddenly, I feel like, you know, the orgasms of vulva owners don't seem as difficult and hard, right? If we just know this, but we aren't told this. And so I feel like part of the reason that pleasure can seem so mysterious or complicated to women and vulva owners is because we've been denied information about our own pleasure and kind of been made yeah. to uh, believe that we must simply accommodate the model that is pleasurable for penis owners. You know what I mean? Instead of thinking yeah. of yeah, sex yeah. as a shared experience where all parties' pleasure matters equally, it's almost like people with vulvas should just do what people with penises like. <laughs> you know? Got so it, it would so, be nice. Yeah, yeah, cool. if, and yeah. also even in the, you know, if we prioritize the pleasure of vulva owners, even the language with which we talk about sex kind of indicates this attitude that prioritizes only the pleasure of penis owners. For example, the word foreplay, which is used to describe uh, all acts other than penetration, you know, let's say oral sex or fingering or breast play or anything, other, kissing, all of the stuff is considered foreplay, right? Sex is penis and vagina and everything else yeah. is foreplay as if it's some sort of optional thing that maybe it's if you do, yeah. but it's, but that's not sex. Only penetration is sex, right? And I feel yeah. like this is such a disservice we do to the potential for pleasure of all parties because why can't oral sex be the main event or why can't whatever other erogenous zone being stimulated or explored be as much of a priority that you put the effort and time to to kind of experience together than penetration, right? Anything that involves the pleasure of the clitoris is considered foreplay, right? If we prioritize yeah. the pleasure of vulva owners the way that we prioritize the pleasure of penis owners, um, there's this wonderful author called Lori Mintz who's written a book called Becoming Clitorate. Yeah. And she says, if we prioritize the pleasure of vulva owners, foreplay would be called sex and sex would be called postplay. Yeah. So it's so funny that even how we describe sex tends to kind of reiterate this view, you know? So I feel like we need to change so many of the ways we think about sex it, because it's a very limiting. Not that it's, I'm not even trying to be judgy mm -hmm. or say it's bad or that something's bad and men are bad. No, you know, I'm just trying to say that we all stand to have more fulfilling and more diverse and more sort of joyful sexual experiences if we expand our own definitions of sex of gender of all of these things that we've been boxed into defining these very narrow and misogynistic and homophobic ways you know i feel like if we open our eyes to the vastness of the possibilities and the vastness of the pleasures possible it'll it will benefit men too you know it's not like i feel like many men don't like listening to this type of thing as if like we're now saying oh penises don't matter you know like men's pleasure doesn't matter yeah. it's not what we're saying i feel like by paying attention to the variety of pleasure available you actually mm -hmm. ensure more pleasure for yourself as well to any men listening sex has to be pleasurable than a performance task be it man or woman good sex is not often good orgasms and even vice versa what is important is to have a conversation with the partner. There are variables such as connection and conflicts, but that needs to be sorted out before getting into anything else. Be it giving directions, either verbal or physical, or even displaying inner inhibitions with honest talks. Each partner is entitled to be able to freely and smoothly express themselves and even should get feedback to be better compatible with each other. It will just help you ease out 
and you feel safer and develop a deeper understanding of each other's desires and it helps to strengthen your relationship how else would we know right yeah like even communicating something as simple as one's desires and fantasies without being ashamed is actually a fulfilling and a fun part sexual communication will just make it easier for you to take pleasures in sex with safety and have satisfying sex life i mean even a third party an expert a doctor or whatever else only intervenes so much you know what i mean ultimately only you and your partner are the experts yeah. on your pleasure mm. and yeah. your relationship only you both know exactly what's going on and what you'd like and what maybe you want to work on etc 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 and so i think it's so important to talk it really makes a big difference and i think even instead of waiting only while you're having sex to communicate although that's also great and i highly encourage communication during the act it's also good to be able to talk about this stuff in a neutral situation like to just talk about it more generally you know what i mean the willingness to talk about is a key skill so both of you are on the same page are satisfied in and out of the bedroom yeah i feel like we have still that shame and things kind of often creates a silence of like a lot of people find it hard to talk about sex even if they're actually having sex with that person it's like still awkward to talk mm-hmm. about it to just sit on the table or sit in the living room and talk about it but i think mm-hmm. one it can be a really fun conversation um and two it can be a very valuable conversation to have often i mean even something like consent like just because you're in a relationship with mm-hmm. someone doesn't mean yeah. they get to do anything and everything and whenever they want whatever they want right it's good to check in yeah. with each other do you like this are you okay with this i want to try this what do you think i'm not really feeling in the mood these days i'm really stressed by work and so do you mind if we just cuddle and maybe watch tv yeah. tonight i'm not really in the mood for sex whatever i feel like talking about all of that stuff just yeah. makes it more hmm. likely that you're going to be empathetic towards each other understand each other's boundaries each other's curiosities it just helps like how will we know if we don't tell each other you know it's hard to guess it's better not to guess and better to actually be straightforward because you don't want for somebody to make the wrong assumption right but then it has to be a two way thing one of the partners cannot be sidelined or be obliged where the men experience more frequent orgasms than the vulva owners considering the depictions of media images of sex especially in pornography and also a cultural overprivileging of male sexuality and devaluing of female sexuality yeah 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 you didn't mention about lori mins and her book becoming clitoris where she talks about the cultural ignorance of clitoris and the orgasm gap good that we yeah, mentioned so. um her book is all about orgasm equality and why it matters um but orgasm equality is basically is popularized after the studies that have indicated that um you know heterosexual women com- as compared to all other groups of people let's say heterosexual men bisexual women lesbian women and gay men heterosexual women are the least likely to experience orgasm regularly or always during sex does that make sense so you know Yeah. Straight men, gay men, lesbian women, bisexual women are all more likely to be able to say when asked in a survey, how often do you do you frequently or always orgasm during sex? They all those other groups are more likely to be able to say yes than heterosexual women. Yeah. Right now this is really interesting because bisexual women and lesbian women 
report having more frequent orgasms. And what does that tell us? Not that women's orgasms are inherently complicated, difficult, or impossible, but rather that when men and women have sex, something is amiss in terms of prioritizing women's pleasure, right? When women have sex with other women, somehow that's yeah. not a problem anymore. So um, orgasm equality is like, you know, striving to make those statistics more equal such that, well, at least we'd hope that heterosexual women and heterosexual men have equal pleasure in bed, right? That's the, 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 mm -hmm. the wish. And just to a large extent, um, understanding the fact that the clitoris, clitoris plays a major role, you know, everybody deserves equal pleasure in, as opposed to seeing it as a unilateral kind of like penis-centric event, I think. It's those The most recent studies about this still indicate that there's a big gap between how often straight women are able to say they orgasm versus how often straight men are able to say they orgasm, right? Yeah, probably there's a need to begin a sexual revolution where we now focus on pleasures of women or vulva owners. Either the lack of knowledge about clitoris or the fact that the idea of getting orgasms only by penetration. Not many want to think or discuss about masturbation as a resource for pleasure too. Even though it does no harm and can be used for self-exploration and pleasure, it is still a taboo. Mm, yeah, I think masturbation in general, it's, so, it's, it's, it's funny, but in this hierarchy of acceptable sex that society kind of uh, puts forth, you know, mar marriage-based mm. heterosexual sex is, is, the, is at the apex. And even masturbation, which is technically the safest way of experiencing sexual pleasure, there's no risk of infection or pregnancy. This act, masturbation, is considered shameful in comparison to heterosexual sex within a marriage, right? Like, even masturbation is not considered okay. I think um, that's, that's so unfortunate because masturbation can often be a gateway into sexual self-knowledge, particularly for vulva owners, like just in terms of figuring out your own body and what feels good, what doesn't, and what part does what, and all of that, like, it can really be a helpful way to better understand your own pleasure and therefore also equip you to communicate about your pleasure in a more accurate way, right? I think even though there yeah. is shame associated with masturbation for penis owners as well, I think a lot of men uh, do masturbate and don't feel that same degree of shame because it's more like a funny, like, oh, huh, you know, Correct. as opposed yeah. to something where you, which you feel you absolutely cannot and should not do. Maybe there's still some guilt associated with it. I mean, I get lots of messages from men being like, you know, I masturbate, I'm afraid I masturbate too much. Or like, is the no, you know, should I go no fap? Everybody talks about no fap. Is masturbation really bad? Like, I think these fears exist even for penis owners, but I think it doesn't necessarily prevent them from masturbating. Whereas I feel like there's so much silence around women masturbating that masturbation remains something kind of that they don't feel in. I mean, obviously women masturbate, right? Let's get that out of the way. Obviously women masturbate. Right. Yeah. Some women masturbate, some might not, but it's not that no women masturbate. But I think to be able to talk about it or even joke about it or whatever was not a possibility for women the way it was for men because female sexuality remains so sort of policed and stigmatized and you know you get slut shamed yeah. for it and things like that but i do think masturbation is a wonderful way to get to know your pleasure if that's something you're interested in exploring and i do think that uh, there should be no shame even to bringing a toy into even a partnered sexual experience or to yeah. kind of you know being able to talk about 
those types of things like what can we do to make this event pleasurable for both parties without it having to be a performance pressure on either one or without anybody having to do something they're not comfortable doing do you know what i mean and i feel toys are amazing oh, yeah. sometimes penis owners feel a lot of pressure about like or not pressure but rather anxiety they feel insecure about the size of yeah. it the size shape hard how long i last am i good enough you know men don't talk about this publicly but i feel like in private like you know if they were to if you were to look at my dms or if you were to look at anonymous questions sent yeah. to doctors and you yeah. see these questions so much right and i feel like yeah. um people firstly this whole thing of big penis and hard and this and that we should not exacerbate those insecurities i really think any penis is capable of having pleasurable sex i don't think that a particular size or shape or hardness thickness whatever all of that stuff i think we over those 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 insecurities are exacerbated by pop well culture that associates exactly. penises with masculinity in this really like not helpful way i feel um so i think it's nice yeah for all parties i mean i really think everybody has a lot to gain from being honest open talking about stuff talking about pleasure recognizing that pleasure is possible without um you know a sort of penetration being the only thing i mean for men who are worried about penis size and things like that think about the fact that as i just said with orgasm equality bisexual women mm-hmm. and lesbian women are more likely to experience orgasm statistically during their sexual experiences than heterosexual women there is no penis present necessarily right in those experiences exactly come they're having also doesn't yeah. matter whether you have a big or small or whatever other size penis it actually just matters that you mm. care about your partner's pleasure right and whether it's oral sex or fingering or using a toy or whatever it is i don't think that is in any way mm. inferior to penetration like somehow in our heads we think of penetration as the best or most legitimate or ultimate or i don't know why but we still think of it as the only real sex you know so i feel like we need to dispel that yeah. and and um great it can even be really fun but like there's all these other things also possible you know and why not explore those and and make both parties pleasure equally important right talking about pleasures and orgasm the fact that nowadays there are so many toys available in the market to vibe with your liking and makes you tick and also helps you in your sex life outside masturbation be it a vibrator or a wand or a clitoral vibrator or suction or internal toys or butt toys they have been proven to be game changing for self pleasure and experience and probably even more fulfilling experience possible yeah i think um pleasure products and sex toys and things like that uh are wonderful sort of tools or technology that exist that can kind of elevate your pleasure and because that's exactly what they're designed to do right like any technology they are one more thing that makes something easier or more effectively done right i feel like many people think of sex toys as some kind of you know novelty item or some sort of funny silly frivolous item for a bachelorette party or some you know haha he he type of i feel like they're not taken uh, yeah not just consider as toys but as tools for pleasure and help you understand your range of sensations that you can experience yeah it's not considered like a tool it isn't really i mean i think that's changing i think more and more people are realizing that sex toys are pretty normal and like sort of like a wellness tool rather than some silly frivolous you know joke item mm-hmm. i mean not to take the play and fun out of it of course it's fun and and there should be an element i think it's wonderful if something in your 
bedroom makes you laugh or it brings a little bit of joy and playfulness to it. So I don't want to take out the playfulness. Toys are playful, but they're mm-hmm. also, there's nothing silly or, or, or like embarrassing about using one. You know what I mean? That's all I wanted to clarify. That yeah. they, they like any other form of technology, um, would just make a task easier. So I would say particularly for clitoral stimulation, um, sex toys are just incredibly effective at it. You know what I mean? It doesn't mean they're better than your partner yeah. or that they're replacing your partner. I feel like for some reason, many straight men are threatened by the idea of their a partner having a vibrator or something. But it's, it's like, um, does an accountant see the calculator as competition? No, it's like a tool that makes work more efficient, right? So I feel like yeah. People who are interested in exploring sex toys, I can highly recommend that um, they're pretty life-changing. I mean, they're a lot of fun and they really uh, are effective at doing what they say they'll do. The good toys can be quite life-altering in the realization for vulva owners of just how much pleasure their bodies are capable of. You know, And I think if the technology exists, why wouldn't you use it? Normalize bringing sex toys into partnered sexual experiences as well. It can be fun for the two of you. And I think um, people don't realize this, but actually there's a lot of toys out there, even for penis owners, um, even for mm. other kinds of stimulation than just, you know, simulating um, either oral sex or penis and vagina mm. penetration. Mm. Like there's prostate toys, there's nipple clamps, mm. there's like all kinds of fun. It's a whole universe, the pleasure products universe. So I feel like yeah. no matter your gender, no matter which body part you get pleasure from, uh, there's something out there, you know what I mean? Um, and why not? Mm. I mean, it's it's uh, I, obviously it's important to remember to use things safely, to clean your toys, to use lubricant with your toys, only use body safe materials. Like all of that goes without saying. But I think right. that they are a wonderful kind of thing that exists. That why not utilize? You know what I mean? It's like we we don't yeah. still send letters via owls and pigeons we use email right so this technology exists if you i mean there's a and i feel like one isn't better than the other you know there's still a joy to receiving a handwritten letter since we're using that analogy but for the most part email has has made our lives you know easier right and similarly i feel like as opposed to it being either or or a replacement for a certain kind of sex um an add-on you know what i mean it's like yeah why don't it's just one more fun Well, frankly, I could go on for hours and hours chatting with an expert like you on such an important topic. It's been nothing less than a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much. My kind of like vision for the reason I do my work is that like I, I always like to invite people to join me in imagining a world where all sexual experiences are consensual, safe and pleasurable. Um. I mean, I'm learning as well, you know, I don't know if I'm an expert, but I have learned a lot from doing the work I do and I keep learning. And I think with sexuality, um, learning can just be ongoing and infinite. Thank you so much. You've been very kind. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for your kind words. And <laughs> Thank you everyone who's been listening. I would love to, rather we would love to know if any of this of a conversation has helped you and has improved your sex life. You can get in touch with me on Instagram or Twitter on at the rate guy underscore from underscore guy nag. Mine is at Lisa Mangaldas. Simple as that. Lisa, thank you for sharing your insights on self-awareness, on orgasm equality and how to improve on a sex or a partner relationship. Thank you for having me. And as always, let me leave you with a thought. Remember, 
you matter you are important and you're heard we are all about you and we wish you an amazing week ahead goodbye goodbye <laughs>